With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bash Mania podcast. This is episode 161. I'm your host, Justin Bash. And today we have Ryan Deacon, NCAA champ from Northwestern, coming on the podcast. Really excited to talk to Ryan about his career, about what's coming up next, all sorts of stuff. Before we do, I do want to let you know this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Attack. A-T-A-C, attack. It's an app for athletes, but also for people like you and me. Maybe somebody who used to be an athlete and now really wants to stay in shape because they hold themselves to a higher standard than most. That's what attack is for. It's an AI strength and conditioning coach, nutritionist, and a mentality mentor. All in your pocket, your age, your goals, your program. Attack is an amazing app. It's like having a personal trainer in your pocket. It's super cool. It gives you exercise info. It gives you nutrition info. It gives you mental help. It gives you um, advice. It, it's a super, super cool app. And their content on social is super cool too. Just yesterday, they did a video with Trent Hidley about how to pick the right place to continue your athletic and academic career. So super cool stuff, both on their app, on their social. Go ahead and download the Attack app, A-T-A-C. Follow them on social, atac.app. You won't regret it. And thank you to Attack for supporting and sponsoring this podcast. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Yeah. We are back, episode 161, with the man that they call in NCAA wrestling freaking Ryan Deacon or Ryan freaking Deacon. <laughs> One of the two. How are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, you're one one of the guys that is like universally liked in the sport. Like anybody that I talk to is like, you gotta have Ryan on. He's a great guy. And last week, Chenzo's like, dude, we should have Ryan on. I don't know if I can make it or not, but either way, I'm like done like send the text so pumped to have you on and go through your career a bit um it's been a fun one man and my goal this podcast is always to try to pull out as much value and entertainment for listeners so hopefully we can do that you want to go off on any tangent at any time have at it you want to sell a t-shirt have at it i don't care so let's start with the number one question topic surrounding you for the last four or five, six years, the most common thing that I hear, and it it happens every year at big tens and NCAAs is there's no way you weigh 157. (laughs) Do you feel big for 157? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I feel strong when I'm out there. So I think that's like, um, yeah. I mean, I don't feel like I'm too big where, you know, I think cutting weights, like it's part of the sport, but you got to keep it in check. Right. Cause yeah. I mean, too, too much. And it's definitely, you see guys all the time, you know, they can't perform, you know, getting an hour off the scale, two hours off the scale. Um, so I think, you know, I've just been around some, some awesome coaches that have kind of helped me dial that in. And so, 
I feel uh, so good about it. It's funny because I was telling a buddy of mine who knows nothing about wrestling. He doesn't follow wrestling at all. And I told him I had to do the podcast today. He was asking me who was on. I told him you. He said, who's that? So I told him who you were. And I showed him a picture. And I said, I actually think I need to go work out because this dude is Jack. And he's like, oh, but and it, I was showing him the picture through the phone. So you really couldn't tell. But he's like, oh, what is he like? Five, five, like 157. He's Jack. I'm like, no, he's like six foot. <laughs> <laughs> You're like six one, right? No, no, I'm like. I I'll say like five five ten and a half maybe five eleven okay. on a good that day, makes me but, feel a little um, bit better <laughs> yeah because <laughs> I'm like I don't like that I'm six foot that's I'm two twenty <laughs> that's oh man but speaking of NCAA's so this year you went out on top you won the tournament and I want to talk about this tournament and the last few tournaments because I feel like it's been such a wild ride and I was kind of like doing a deep dive into it this morning. And in 2020, you were the undefeated one seed. You had beaten the two seed who was Hayden Heidley, his only loss of the season. And obviously anything can happen, but you go in number one, already went over number two. Then that gets taken away from you. Then in 2021, you had the one loss to Delvecchia in the semis, and you come back and take third. First off, how much did that 2020 and 2021 finish play into coming back for another year? Yeah, I think, you know, that's like, I mean, that, that was everything, right? Like, I mean, you're, you're shooting for a national title. Um, that's, that's the goal. And so when I didn't reach that, I think that was like, you know, it's like, I'm coming back one more year. I got one more shot at it. Um, and that's, that's the reason I'm coming back. Um, so I think that was a huge part of it. And, you know, looking, looking back, I think that was a big like deciding factor, but like, I don't know, there's so much more to, to wrestling than, than just a national title too. So like, I was really glad I came back for all these other reasons, you know, throughout the year, it was awesome. Like just being around the guys that, you know, you know, that I care about and, um, and having some awesome time with teammates and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think the deciding factor is like, Hey, I got one more shot at this goal. And so why wouldn't I do it? And what's the perspective heading into the tournament? I feel like that's added. I don't know if it's motivation. I don't know if it's incentive, but having those two finishes back to back where, you know, it's funny because some things are in your control. Some things are not. Some matches don't go your way. Some do. What was the perspective heading to the tournament this year? Yeah, no, I think you make a good point. Like wrestling, there's so much you prepare so much. But like you also need the stars to align a little bit where, yep. I mean, you got to be healthy at the right time. You can't have a global pandemic happen a week before a tournament. You can't, you know, there's there's inside factors and outside factors. So I was uh, I was just feeling really like, I don't know, I, I felt like my heart was really full, like going into that tournament. You know, yep. I was like really grateful for that last year. Um, had an awesome time. You know, my whole family was there. It was really cool to see like fans at a tournament again. And I was just kind of soaking it all in, you know, as my like my last tournament, you know, my last college tournament. And I was I think that like allowed me to wrestle like free because I was just like just kind of grateful for it. And um, how said something to me like leading up the week of training and stuff that kind of stuck with me is we're talking about it a little bit. And he's he's like, hey, man, you're ready. Like best way for you to show like that you're grateful for this sport is just go out there and compete as hard as you can. And I think that was like, that was so spot on. And um, it was really, yeah, it was, it was just really cool to, you know, that was our last 
last chance to do do anything in college wrestling wise. So it was it was fun. And um, I think just having the people I cared about around me made it, you know, just so low pressure. Yeah. And I actually heard you you bring up Andrew Howe and in the post finals press conference, you brought up what a great relationship you have, how much he's done for you. Tell me a little bit about that relationship with you and how. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's, we talk about stars aligning. Like I got really lucky. We came in at the same time. So we were kind of both like in at the same, um, we, we started that summer together when I was coming into college and, um, you know, he kind of took me under his wing and it, it was awesome to have somebody like that, you know, that you can look up to. Um, and he's just, you know, he's somebody that one, we wrestle all the time. So he understands my, my style and, you know, is very, has a very high wrestling IQ. And so he's constantly helping me improve and, and he's been in these positions. So I, you know, I trust him with everything and he's, um, always, always pushed me, uh, to grow as a, as a person, but in wrestling as well. Um, and I think that, you know, having someone that's like in your corner, a hundred percent, no matter what it, it like means a lot. And it's like, you know, he's, he's doing absolutely everything he can, um, to help me. And so it's really cool when, you know, somebody pours that much into you. It's like, I, I'm so grateful for that. I got it. Like when I'm out there, I'm representing, you know, my coaches as well, you know, so these guys are going to spend all this time on me. Why wouldn't I go out there and, and do the best I can do? Yeah. And I've had coaches on here and there are people in your shoes that either maybe have won an NCAA championship. Some haven't, but then fulfilling, helping an athlete fulfill a dream they say is even better than doing it yourself. Like Reese Humphrey, he says it all the time. Like being in somebody's corner is almost as much of a high as actually being in the match. So it's cool to watch that relationship. And obviously, you know, it's not even just you Northwestern qualified 10 to 10 guys, which is, which is crazy. How much did that mean to you? You know, you talk about coming back, not just for that shot at winning the national championship, but to be around those guys, to be around that team. And then you do that and all 10 qualify. That's got to feel pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, I think big tens, it's kind of a crazy weekend, right? So like you're, there's so many different sessions and you're focusing on your matches and stuff. But um, by the end of the tournament, we're like looking around, getting on the bus. Like we just, we just qualified everybody. Um, so I think <laughs> it didn't really like hit us until a little bit later, but I think, you know, I was really, really proud of the guys. Like that's, that's an awesome thing that doesn't happen a lot. And I yep. think um, I've been at Northwestern long enough that I've seen kind of the progression that's gone on and it's been really cool to see that and be a part of that. And, um, and I think that's like, you know, a testament to how hard everyone's working in the room and they're like, you know, putting in the work and having fun and having a great balance of um, working hard, but enjoying what you do. And I think when, when that environment is like around, it just like the results kind of take care of themselves. So it was, it was really cool. And I even said it like the week after we were talking after practice and it's like, you don't realize how cool or how special a thing it is to qualify 10 guys. Um, and it just, you know, you're in the middle of the season, it's easy to kind of just move on to the next thing. We got nationals coming up, but so it was cool to kind of reflect on that a little bit more. And, and uh, yeah, it was, it, that's, that's, that's huge. It was, it was really, really fun. Are you an office guy? You watch the office? Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's the old Andy Bernard. It's the, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days when you're in the good yeah, old days. <laughs> like, for sure. For sure. Like no, that's, that's a uh... hundred percent what that sounds like. And that's so cool. Cause even for me, 
I tell all the time I was never a good wrestler in high school, despite my coach coming on here and vouching for me that I was. But being a part of that fellowship is so cool. And, you know, Cal at Penn State has kind of made me feel like an honorary alumni. And I love those guys. So I can only imagine, you know, that fellowship on, on the on the team. That's awesome. When you look back at your college career, you kind of saw it all. Like, in I was looking this morning and. I always like plow through wrestle stat before somebody comes on here. And I'm always just interested. Like I start watching matches, interviews, and like you've wrestled everybody from Brandon Sorison and Pat Lugo at Iowa, Jason Nolfe and Zane at Penn State, Alec Pentelio, David Carr, laundry list of hammers. You've beat some, you you lost to some. How important was that process and journey? You know, you talk about like winning a national championship isn't everything. It's not. And I feel like you hit the nail on the head with so much of wrestling is health and timing. We talk about it all the time in this podcast that you got to be healthy. The timing has to be right. Not everybody's going to win a national championship. And if you only focus on that, you kind of get robbed of how much wrestling can teach you and how much this experience um, can bring value to you. How important was that process and that journey for you? Yeah, I think honestly, um, you know, it was kind of funny, Joe Rao, um, we we're, we're talking about this in back in 2020 when, you know, Nationals got canceled. It was just kind of like high emotions and stuff. And he actually wasn't even at Northwestern at the time. He he was um, he was at Illinois training. So he was an RTC athlete yep. at Northwestern. He went to University of Illinois and then he came back here. And now he's coaching here. So kind of went full circle there. But we we're talking about it and. Um, you know, I don't know, people are reaching out to you after Nationals gets canceled and kind of telling you, like, you know, I'm really sorry, but I think it kind of stuck out. He, he was like, hey, man, this is just this is part of your story. There's there's going to be some ups and there's some downs. And um, and I think that's like it's part of life. That's part of wrestling. I think that's why wrestling prepares you well for life is there's really high highs and there's really low lows. And I think it's important to you know, you got to go through that that meat grinder of of wrestling all these these tough guys and that's why college wrestling is so tough because there's there's a lot of tough guys and so i think you gotta um take those lessons and move on and be able to like apply what you learn from those and keep going and so i think that's i mean that's part of the reason i wanted to go to northwestern is being in the big 10 you see you see these top guys every single week and you, you don't have any time to feel sorry for yourself you know you take a bad loss on friday you might have to get up for another match on saturday you know, yeah. um, and it's it's just back to back hammers. And I think that that kind of molds you and, and teaches you to to go out there and wrestle and, and compete um, kind of no matter the circumstances. Yeah. And it's amazing how many studs you've wrestled. I'm curious now that like I read off that list. Is there anyone you wish you could have gotten to wrestle throughout your career? Like someone maybe who was one, one weight off or maybe the timing didn't line up or anything. And you don't have to say Chenzo because he's not here. <laughs> yeah no um i don't know i think um no nah, I, I don't know i've always you know just kind of whoever they put in front of me or wrestle with yeah. them i think it's been really cool like not to not to keep going back to how but like i mean he was somebody i watched growing up a lot so to get mm -hmm. to like compete with him in, a, in the room every day was really cool um and i think like when you're in the middle of a season, it's, it's just kind of like, all right, whoever we have next. Um, so 
I, I don't know. I think it's fun, you know, when you get any high level competitor you're wrestling against and it's just a war. Those are, those are fun matches. So, um, yeah, it was, I, I think it, I've wrestled a lot of, uh, really talented guys. And so it's been, it's, it's a lot of fun every time I get to step on the mat with somebody like that and, um, you, you know, scrap. Especially like you said in the big 10, like you could wrestle the number one guy in the country on Friday and wrestle the number two guy on Sunday. Like there's no shortage of guys. When you look through your career, you see that when going back to what you just said too, about ups and downs in your career, when you talk about that, it's funny because one of the things that comes to my mind from a Christian standpoint is Second Corinthians 4, 8, and 9, which is also at the top of your Instagram bio, which, you know, the verse says we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. I love that verse. I love what it means. I've referred to it a thousand times. What does it mean to you and what role has your faith played throughout your career? Yeah, I think that's that's an awesome question. I love that. Um, <laughs> we've had a uh, we've had some really cool. Um, so athletes in action is like a Christian group on campus for athletes. Okay. And we have um, Parker set case. He was a wrestler at NIU and he he's run our Bible study the last four or five years. And um, I think he always talks about like, you know, God being like a storytelling God. And I think that it's so true to like when you, every time I look back at something in my life that was like, wow, I was like really down about that. Or that was like a really tough time. It like propelled me to something better. And like, yep. I think, I think holding on to that, like sense of, you know, I don't, I'm not controlling this. Like God's got this and he's gonna, uh, you know, I'm going to like, it's his plan. You know, I don't, it yep. doesn't matter what I want to do or what's going on. It's, it's up to him. So I'm just going to work as hard as I can. And you know, the chips are going to fall where they fall. Um, so I think that perspective is, you know, it allows you to compete a lot more freely. And I think it's really cool, um, to be able to look back and be like, wow, like, you know, I, I remember in high school, I lost, you know, a state title and I thought it was the end of the world, you know, and then, you know, next thing you know, it's like, I don't care what happened in high school. You know, I wrestled in college now, like it doesn't, you know, and, and I think that those kind of you know, you lose on a big stage, you know, I lose at NCAAs my freshman year, it, it's teaching you a lesson and, you, you know, you get that experience. So the next year it's different. So, um, yeah, I think the other thing with, with, uh, like Christian faith too, I think is, I think in sports, it's really easy to like get caught up your identity in the sport. Yeah, for sure. And when, and, and like, that's across, you know, all sports that you could be your identity in your career it could be, you know, a lot of things. And I think when that happens, you know, then it's like really tough because if you beat me in a wrestling match, then you're beating me as a person yeah. Or it's like, if, if my, like my self-worth is in like, like God and what God says I am, then it's like, you know, I'm not, you're not, you're just beating me as a wrestler. You're not beating me as a person. And so it's, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a lot more freeing. And I think there's a lot of mental side to wrestling too. That's, um, and some people don't find that spiritually. Some people find that other ways. But I think, you know, for me, I think that's been been big. Yeah. And I know me, David Carr and Aaron Brooks, we were just talking about a couple of weeks ago. And it's funny, too. You know, number one, there's always going to be something later in life that hurts more. It's just how it happens. And I think especially from a from a standpoint of where you're in, much like, you know, we were talking about David Carr's losses shared in NCAAs. And that's something that 
you can prepare all you want for, but going back to health and timing and what God's plan is, you could lose just because in five years, you're going to be in a place to really minister to somebody else by saying, I've been there. I've lost on that stage. I've gone through that defeat. I've gone through whatever. And man, it hits differently when you can tell somebody like, I've been there. It gets better. I've been there. Like, this is what happens next for me, you know? So I think that's pretty cool. And I think we're really seeing a trend that I love in wrestling, which is more people leaning into their faith and more people being more vocal and vocal about it, which is great. Cause I think you're right. I think you see it so often where some of these wrestlers get so caught up in wrestling is their identity and the highs are highs and the lows are lows. When your wins and losses start being, or when your like day-to-day demeanors all predicated on wins and losses. So Love to hear that. Another question kind of about Northwestern. Um, I'm curious on your perspective on NIL. This last year, obviously being able to monetize that. I've seen a couple of things. I've seen you do some apparel deals. What was that like having NIL around? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's been really cool. Um, I think realistically, like, it's not a huge deal for you know, lower revenue sports. I think football and basketball, anything we talk about is going 20 times higher for them. Um, But I think it's, it's cool to be able to kind of, you know, learn how to manage yourself a little bit and get a little bit of, um, I I don't know about business, but business for lack of a better term um, experience kind of while you're in college and maybe help you, you know, because once, once you get out of college, you don't have this, university behind you as much it's more like you know you're managing yourself as an athlete and um and i think that's that's been really cool i also think it's kind of it's kind of an interesting time it's crazy just in this off season how many people are you know certain programs have have money and they can kind of you know buy a team at some some degree and i think that that's um that's going to play an interesting role in the future and i'm 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 curious to see how it goes the next five years because i think um, it's, it's a tricky slope and I wonder, you know, how it all play out, but I do think, you know, just personally being in it for, for a year, um, it, it was cool. It's too bad. You don't have one more year of eligibility left because you'd probably be getting a bag of cash offered on the side, <laughs> but it is cool. I, I do appreciate that. You know, I think I deal with marketing and obviously help a lot of athletes and wrestlers. And so many come out of college and they're clueless with how to grow a brand or how to run something. And it's funny, even in your Twitter bio, you know, it's like Ryan Deacon biz at gmail.com. Like you kind of have to learn to be the CEO of your brand almost. And you control what deals you take. Don't take you control what you want to do, what you don't want to do for money. Not even from the NIL standpoint, but just from a brand standpoint, how much did you focus on it throughout college? And now as you wrap up your college career and head towards a senior level career, is there a different change on that? Or what's your perspective on growing your personal brand? Yeah, like, honestly, I'm probably not the best uh, example of that because, I mean, I think I think it's important. And like I definitely have a social media presence, but I also yeah. like. It's too much to like just be focusing on that all the time. And I uh, I'm going to stick in the wrestling aspect and like you know, what I enjoy in wrestling and I'll do some yep. stuff outside of it. But the second it starts feeling like it's like a, a chore and it's taken a lot away from like my time and my training and stuff. It's like, I'm doing this for wrestling. You know, if I do well at wrestling, that'll take care of itself. 
and I probably don't optimize everything with that. Um, but it's also like not really my personality to be like showing the inside look of my life every day and like also posting, you know, once or twice every day and, and doing all that. And I think that, um, you know, if, if it makes sense, like I'll do some stuff, but I don't, I'm, I'm not focused on that stuff. And I think that I realize that I don't want to, um, long-term, I don't think it's going to be like, I'm just going to build a brand around myself. It's like, I think, you know, I'm going to wrestle as long as I can. And then eventually it's, it's like, I'm going to go work a job and, um, hopefully in finance or something like that. So I think some guys focus on it a lot. And I think like, like if you're an MMA fighter or something and you're in the UFC, it's really important for your payday and it's really important for your family. And, and I get that and you got to do that. But I also think it's, it's not really my personality to be, you know, out there saying, saying stuff in, in interviews and press conferences just for clickbait either, you know? No, And I think that nothing against it. I just think that, you know, it's not necessarily my, I'm not as outspoken with some of that stuff. Yeah. And I think it's super important. I tell athletes all the time, like you have to do your personality. There's there's perks to growing a social media brand, but it doesn't outweigh if you're faking it or if it's taken away from a lifelong goal or whatever it is. So I think it's super important. And I like I love that answer because I like having both on the podcast. I like people should know it's okay to just do you. And if you don't want to over focus on growing something, don't. Um but yeah, I did see you have a degree in finance. Do you have anything specific you want to do in that space? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I uh, I got my master's of science in management studies last year. Um, and that was the first year of an MBA. So I might go back and get my MBA eventually um, if if the timing's right and if, if I still want to do that. Um, but I think, you know, financial markets have always interested interested me and um i don't know i think i'm gonna try to kind of learn a little bit more about that world and maybe get a little bit of you know part-time professional experience these next few years while i'm wrestling just so i kind of have have an idea of what i like and what i don't like um but yeah i'm not i'm not sure yet are you in nfts at all um i i don't know one of my buddies made an (laughs) nft for me or something but i don't really i i definitely you know i followed on twitter a little bit and some crypto stuff but i don't i'm not deep in the woods yet it's dude you it's a different world and it's a dark place (laughs) it's yeah yeah i'm pretty i've got a good friend that i grew up with that started a project and it's been taken off and i run a marketing company so it's kind of like in my space and in my wheelhouse to to dive in but yeah it's i get a lot of texts like yo i need like a one-on-one on nfts i'm like how much time do you have (laughs) yeah right i bet that's crazy it's not a quick one-on-one but obviously (laughs) before finance you do have senior level freestyle aspirations so let's talk about that for a little bit and then i'll let you go um you were a junior world medalist a few years back. What What's your post-grad plans? Do you have plans where you want to train, what you're looking to do yet? Yeah, so that's like kind of my uh, my last few weeks and, and next you know month or two, um, taking some visits, kind of trying to figure out what makes the most sense for me and um, my training going forward. Um, so kind of doing my due diligence there. And um, I think it's getting delayed a little bit with world team trials coming up, you know, I don't want to be traveling too much. Um, just, just trying to make sure I'm getting consistent training in and feeling 
um, most prepared I can for this world team trials. So kind of looking into, into different RTC options right now, um, as, as I'm getting ready. Yeah. And, and that was my next question. I noticed you didn't register for the open. You're qualified for the world team trials. Is that your next competition? Yeah. Yep. World team trials. Very cool. You know, one question <laughs> I love when Chenzo's on here for this conversation, but one thing we always talk to people about is freestyle or folk style. Now that your folk style career is done, you never have to take bottom again. That's all done. What is your preference, folk style or freestyle? That's a tough question. I honestly, like, I, I think it's cool because it's like, unlike any other sport, I think the, the freestyle and folk style switch, um, it kind of keeps it fresh a little bit. Sure. Where it's, it's almost like you're wrestling a different, or you're playing a different sport, but you're okay. not in different seasons. Um, and I, I like both a lot. I do think the one nice thing about freestyle is I think that like skill gaps are a lot more obvious in freestyle. Sure. Um, where, you know, if, if you beat a guy in folk style, you could win four to one, but it's a really dominant win where in freestyle, you'll probably end up teching that guy. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, it's, it's a little disappointing when you see somebody like wrestle a match and it's like a super close match and then they lose because they give up a, like a takedown with 30 seconds left or something. And, and obviously like good game plan by another guy, but I think that, um, in wrestling, it's nice to see like good matches. And, and usually if there's like somebody that's wrestling and somebody that's not, and the guy that's not wrestling gets rewarded for it. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that as much. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know, but I think freestyle I'm excited for going forward um, because I've never really been able to, you know, we, we wrestle freestyle in the off season and stuff, but I think that there's like a lot of, you know, right out of college, you get a lot of potential for um, a lot of development because now you can focus on it. Um, you're kind of on your own and you, you, you understand a little bit more about, I think your training and, and whatnot, yeah. and you get a little bit more training cycles in a freestyle season you know, in college, you're, you know, you get one, two days a week of really hard training, and then you kind of start tapering and you got to, you know, make weight and, and feel good for this competition on the weekend where in freestyle, you're kind of, you got a little bit more time to do some extra drills, get some extra work in, um, get some extra workouts because your competitions are spread out a little bit more. Yeah. And it's crazy because you obviously adapted pretty good. I mean, 2019, you were in the final X world team trials with James Green now who's retired are you excited for that aspect of like like you said just being able to train freestyle not even just this year but you start talking about next year olympic trials in 2024 like moving forward that's got to be pretty exciting to be able to focus on one yeah i think you know as as i get older i feel like i keep getting busier and so it's like it's that's how it cool. goes <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I didn't, I didn't really understand that a few years ago, but now I think I kind of get it a little bit more, but, um, you know, the one cool thing about this year in college was like, it was the first year I just did a grad certificate this year. Um, so it was the first year I didn't have like really hard school stuff. And so I felt like I could focus a lot more on, you know, just, just wrestling. And I think that, you know, going forward, um, making sure that I I'm able to, you know, get everything I need to for wrestling and not having to worry about, you know, this final coming up or this test coming up. I think that that's a really exciting, um, like thought that I will be able to, you know, fully pour into one thing. And then also 
um, I think it's just really cool. You know, I think freestyle wrestling, you know, you talk to any senior level guys, they're like, it's an awesome opportunity. It's a lot of fun. You know, you get to kind of see different parts of the world. Um, you get to train with different, different people, different like clubs or different countries, you know? And I think that it's, it's like a really exciting and fun opportunity for somebody that, you know, enjoys wrestling. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, and I think it'll be a lot of fun, uh, fun experiences. Yeah. I'm excited to watch your freestyle career. One last thing here and I'm gonna let you go. I'm not too big of a hockey guy, but I did see you were on the ice a couple nights ago with the Blackhawks. How did that happen? What was that like? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh, so I don't know. Our media guy reached out and was like, would you want to do uh it's called like shoot the puck challenge at a Blackhawks game. They, and they, they like, um, set it up. So I was like, sure. Like, sounds good. Um, and I think I might be doing, I might be throwing a pitch at a White Sox game coming up. I'm not sure Heck if that's yeah. confirmed or not yet. Yeah. So I need to, need to practice that a little bit, maybe, <laughs> um, but it was fun, you know? So we're on the, we're on the ice set after the second period and, uh, they, they put a little, you know, block on the goal and you're trying to shoot this little hole in the goal. And I'm like, there's no way I'm making this. This is like, <laughs> it's half courts, a tiny hole. And, you know, I just kind of shot it and it, it worked out. So it's kind of cool, <laughs> but it was, it was fun. You know, we got some tickets, had some buddies come to the game with me and uh, yeah, it was a really good time. You're going to make a Chicago sports tour now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Man, a lot of people got to win the Olympics to really get that treatment. You're getting it after NCAAs. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's uh, it, it was, it was fun. It's really cool that they were, you know, really cool that they were able to set that up and do that. It was, um, you know, something, something I think I'll remember for a long time. Yeah. Pretty cool to see. Um, that's, that's pretty much everything I got. Anything else you got for us? Anything, anything else? Um, you got any apparel for sale? Tell people where to get it. I do. Um, we're XPA, uh, dot com, but, uh, links in my Instagram bio. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm with, uh, with them there. There's some awesome people from Colorado. So kind of knew them a little bit growing up. Um, so, yeah. I like seeing people, especially since NIL start getting involved with apparel companies that aren't just the main wrestling ones, like local yeah. apparel companies and stuff. It's super, super cool. So yeah, everybody listen, go, go follow Ryan, go pick up a t-shirt, go support him. He's got some fun coming up and we'll see him compete at the world team trials. All right, Ryan. Thank you for joining, man. Hope you have a good day. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. See you. Man. And the beat goes on.